Greetings, mind crafters, and welcome to another Minecraft discussion on this on this wonderful day. You know, it's it's just another good one here in northern Vermont. It's scorchy. It's like a thousand degrees. I actually came downstairs with Giovanni, our golden retriever, because it's just cooler down here. Our house is kind of built into a hill, so it's like the basement sort of finished. So it, although it can get wet down here occasionally, it's super cool. It's very very cool. So we're down here, ready to go with this podcast and. Today, what I want to talk about uh, is sort of, for those of you that kind of, I want to say live by, because hopefully you don't, but if you if you have a Google calendar, meaning on the obviously on the computer, we're not talking about the old school wall calendars, which I still use. My husband gives me an I, one, an I Love Lucy one every single year at Christmas, and that's what I write my, you know, dentist appointments on and, and you know taking Giovanni to the spa and all that, but the actual Google calendar that other people can see. You know, when I first started out my professional career way back when, I'm a fabulous 58, and in my 20s after graduate school, you know, you had a little, like a little book that you kept stuff in, which quite honestly with my fast mind, I didn't, that wasn't a super great idea. It really wasn't a super effective way to, to organize me because I leave it everywhere in the car, you know, wherever, but now, though super efficient, the Google Calendar, um, people can just meeting bomb you. you know, it used to happen to me a lot till I got kind of savvy about, you know, blocking stuff out and, um, you know, being ambiguous, you know, sometimes because there's, there's just so much stuff and there's only 24 hours in a day and eight to 10 or depending on how, how you work your schedule, eight to 10 hours it maybe you do like three long 12 or 14 hours whatever it is but there's only so many hours in the allotted time right and so when people look at the calendar like oh she has 95 seconds in between you know this class and that workshop and and then you know so i finally had to put you know lunch in there because most people were good but sometimes they'd be like oh there's a free 20 minutes let's just block it up no you got to eat you've got to just decompress so Today's talk is about um, allowing white space in your Google Calendar. You know, and then uh, we get back to the, you know, the old school calendars, because I really have two. I have the Google Calendar, and I have the old school calendar. And the old school calendar, if you do that, or if you put everything for everybody to see in the Google Calendar, good for you. I, um, When I have, you know, doctor's and dentist appointment, I just... You know, it's all legit. I really am there, but I don't know. People don't need to know your business. You know, you just write appointment or meet, you know, whatever it is, a meeting or a just busy or something like that. But also um, on the old school calendar, no matter how social you are, and my husband and I are super, super social, and, we, and we've got, you know, the five young adults who have now moved all over the country, so we're running all over that way. So especially now, actually, you, it's kind of like, we were talking about essentialism earlier in a different sense. We were talking about it professionally, you know, with choosing what's essential, even with good opportunities, good opportunities. You might be approached with this and that, and it's fruitful, might even make some money. But if you have too many, if it's possible, because it is possible to have too much going on, too many good things, sometimes you've got to say no. So the good things you're already doing can actually be great things, you know, because you've spread too thin. None of it ends up very good. Well, that isn't different with our social calendars. And sometimes it can be really tough, you know, to say no to something with friends or no to something that you really want to go to, 
but it's quite a long drive. And if it's two and a half hours each way, then you, and you, even though once you got there, you'd be thrilled, then you got to come home and you're doing something tomorrow and then you're exhausted and then you start your work week. Well, that's just too much. And it can be really, really tough. And I, I think this is one of the things that um, if there were any blessings from the pandemic, this is one of them because I think people really started to evaluate, you know, their, uh, how they choose to spend their life minutes a little better, you know, like they short evaluate, like, what am I doing? It doesn't mean that, you know, we just want to, you know, I'm not, I'm not sort of um, advocating for selfishness. So I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Or maybe I am, but I'm, I'm advocating for a good kind of selfish because a good selfish means where it's authentically too much, you know, it's just too much. It isn't good for our well-being versus just, you know, some things are obligations. You know, if, if, you know, if your, if your friend comes to your kid's stuff, it's right for you to go to her, her kid's stuff. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing, unless you're not feeling well or something like that, but there's a lot of crap we do for no real reason because we're in the habit of it, or we feel like they're not going to like us anymore. Or they won't ask us to go anymore, or they're going to be upset, or we're going to feel guilty, or blah, 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 blah. That's the, that right there is where to trim the fat, because there is only so much time in the day, and we really need to create white space in both our social calendars, as well as the Google calendar. I'm not talking about, let's say, let's go back to the professional part. I'm not saying block out three hours and have people mad at you, but to block out, if you've got a meeting, meeting, meeting back to back to block out a half an hour to go outside, if it's lunchtime, do that. But let's say you have a weird day that it kind of runs through, like maybe your morning was sort of okay, but then you got meetings right through, like from like 10 to three, well, there's no time for lunch in there. So you've, you know, so to leave early and have that time at the end of the day or block out time in the middle. I mean, it's just so super important for not, well, our sanity and just our overall mental health. I mean, you know, our life, people often forget, I even say to my students during finals when they're, you know, sucking down the Red Bull and, you know, staying up for like five nights in a row, even though you have to, you know, you obviously you've got to study if you want to get good grades, you got to write the papers, got to do this and that. Your life minutes on this day are still important. So it's super important, even if it's busy and there's some things you can't control, the meeting with the boss and this and that and that and this, you can still get rid of something. Just like we were talking about the other day with the not to-do list. You can still get rid of something. We all need white space. The brain needs white space. Okay, so there's the whole leaving space thing. And then I'm also moved to discuss scheduling self-care or, you know, things that make your heart sing, you know, me time. For me, I'd say Kimmy time, right? To schedule that in the calendar as well, because it takes me back to when, um, I, you know, being a young mother, and I, I loved every single second of being a stay-at-home mom. I absolutely, absolutely loved it. And still I learned, it took me a while to learn because what happens is you, you know, eventually something's going to give and it's usually you, if you're, you're the stay at home mom and you end up catching the flu or just being, you know, just not feeling well or something like that. If you don't, I'm not talking about big things because I loved being home with them, but the schedule, um, well, if you can afford it, a massage, that's great. I didn't do a lot of that because when the kids were young, there wasn't really a lot of extra money for that, that level of self-care and did it a couple times. But even just to schedule a walk, 
with your women friends or change that into whatever your, your context is. Um, a walk with a dog by yourself. Um, sometimes it didn't even involve me leaving. My husband, Tommy, would come home. And especially when the kids are really little, you literally can't take a shower. If any of you, I'm sure many of you are aware, you know, you've been in that in those shoes. And when they're really little, I mean, you you got a, you know, like a two and a four-year-old and an infant, you can't continue, you have to be watching them all the time. So I would, um, when, uh, after dinner, I made dinner for everybody. And I would, I would, I would have time where, uh, you know, I would have a, a nice bubble bath, you know, maybe before I put them to bed or maybe sometimes after, then I didn't need to schedule it as much. But if I had a couple still up, Tommy would kind of hold the fort for, you know, 20 minutes or a half an hour and have that hot bath. But I think we just don't realize sometimes we have to schedule that sort of time. Like we would schedule a dentist appointment. And that certainly is true for young parents. You know, I would say young mothers back in the day, but now dads thankfully have gotten more involved too. And also the social time. And I remember, and this wasn't frequent, but wow, did I look forward to it when my women friends and I used to go typically the first weekend of December we would go to North Conway, New Hampshire, shopping where there's no there's no uh, purchase tax in um, uh, New Hampshire. So we would go there and we would just drink like for two for two two nights. We would have to drink wine and go out to eat and have all the appetizers we wanted. And we would go into the hot tubs at the hotel and just talk about everything and mostly the kids and the husbands and all that sort of thing. And we would sh- we would shop for the Christmas presents and we would get a you know mid-afternoon, some kind of chocolate snack and pound the caffeine. And oh my God, it was life-giving. I mean, absolutely life-giving. When I got back, it was maybe 48 hours was all we were gone. And when I got back, I was, even though I might've been physically exhausted because we're such chatterboxes and we stayed up drinking wine, eating chocolate and also Chinese food. But I, 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 my soul was just so rejuvenated, so rejuvenated. And I think it can be super easy to forget what it feels like to feel good, you know, just really feel good and, and have your energy when you've, when you've become run down, not even full blown burnout. If you're full blown burnout, you definitely forget what it's like to feel good. This wasn't the case because myself, and my women friends loved being with our kids. We were just needed the time to have adult conversation and especially with all the women and, and, um, and then we, at least for me, I would forget what that felt like till I had it. And I'm like, oh my God, this, and it would last, it wasn't gone in a day either. I felt rejuvenated for a while. And you, you come back as a better mom, better partner, better friend, better everything. And so here's the thing. So talking about scheduling a massage, if you can swing that, scheduling a walk with a friend, a walk by yourself, scheduling time just to be on the back deck and no one bothers you. Um, a good thing now is you don't have the landlines rigging as much because that used to be a thing. I would, I would just unplug it. When the kids were all safe, we were here. I would just unplug it. I don't want to talk to anybody, you know. And, and now with the cell phone, I put actually I put it in the drawer. True story. It's hooked up to the um, the, the uh, charger cord, and I and I it's hooked up to the wall. It can reach, and I put it in the drawer with the aluminum foil because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the buzzes, dings. And, yes, I can turn in the turn down the volume, of course, but I also don't want to look at it. So, so that's what I do. But what I was going to say is if we don't make the white space in our social calendar, in our parenting calendar, which is a little different and, you know, schedule that date of your young parents with your, with your partner too, that's so super important as if it were a haircut or a root canal. Cause here's the thing, if you had an abscess tooth, 
the world would have to keep spinning because you would have to be getting it taken care of ASAP. You can't stand it. The pain, if you've ever had it, it's super painful and you will figure it out. Your partner will deal with the kids. If you don't have kids, your, you know, your partner will take care of whatever else is going on in the house. Or if there's no partner, you know, you have to pull people in to do it. And the thing is, if you've got something like that, you figure it out. That's the whole point. So sometimes we have to kind of pretend, schedule something like it's a root canal because here's the thing. I'm thinking of the young mom thing, but you can also turn it into the professional thing. Like when I was getting meeting bombed hand over fist when there wasn't, there just weren't even enough minutes in the day to even take it all on. So that was a long time ago since fixed it is people, your social people, even your family without meaning to, and your professional people often without meaning to will continue to fill up. There's always things that are going to be done. Even whether you're at work, yeah, it's it's social or it's it's family stuff. And there's always going to be the garbage to take out, the dishes to do, the laundry, the dog has to be walked, the dog needs the vet, there's a pediatrician, there's the dentist for the entire family. There's running this back and forth to the school. There's a PTA. It just goes on and on and on. That's, and, that, and that's until you get into all the, all the sports and all that. And then when they're teenagers, you have all the amped up concerns with all that. Then they're young adults. It gets easier in some ways. But there's still a lot going on. I'll tell you now, my husband and I, with the five of them, they're they're from 23 to, to 31. And you'd think, I mean, it is, they're all self They're all, we're so proud of them. They're all safe, happy, healthy, and gainfully employed and doing really well. And all, all five of them have partners. And we're so, not that you have to, but we're just happy they do because they're happy they do. And they're doing great. And here's the thing. Three out of the five of them moved far. We're in Vermont. One's in Seattle, one's in Denver, and one's in West Palm Beach. And the oldest is in Boston, which is at least only Boston area, at least only a drive. It doesn't involve a plane. And the good child stayed in Vermont with us at least so far, though now they're talking about North Carolina, so who knows. So we have our rollers, our roller blades greased all over again. So, so I think no matter what life stage you're in, this applies because sometimes people say, Oh, I'm too busy. I'm too, I can't, oh, I'm too busy. Well, who's in charge of your schedule? Answer, you are. So it comes back to essentialism. And as, as hard as it is, we've got to cut stu- some stuff out to just have that downtime, just be home and just have quiet. And, and, and the professional version of that to maybe close your door and just have take 15 just to, you know, uh, put a little guided meditation on or something. We've got to, because this world has gotten so freaking fast. The pace of our world is just nuts. And the media saturation, the phone, the cell phones, ding, bing, buzzing all the time. If we don't take charge of our own schedule, in fact, let's make that a bigger. If we don't take charge of our own lives, somebody or somebody's else will. Well, that just kind of rolled on. I mean, I guess it was all <laughs> kind of all built up. I'm in a good place with that now, but I'm, you know, I'm an open book, I think, at this point. And I tell you, I was, it was kind of like we talk about life giving us quizzes over and over until we get it right. That's a quiz that I was just, uh, it was just no clearance of the tower. I mean, for a lot of my adult life, right through young parent, all that stuff, and profession and everything, I just, because I'm such, at such a fast speed, I'm just a fast mover and groover. I kind of naturally take a lot on, and I actually like that. That's when I'm. That's when I kind of function optimally. However, to a point, right? And I've just been a work in progress with it. And really, the only way you, you learn is you keep kind of hitting the wall. Like, whoa, what happened? 
had I not done this, this, and that extra, even if you don't hit the wall, this, this, and that, this, this, and that, the other things would have been more enjoyable. You know, to slow that stuff down. So make some white space in your collective calendars. Awesome. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the beautiful, very scorchy Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.